welcome back to Tell Them You Mean Business. Riding season is just around the corner, and we have three awesome motorcycle guests here from the Hupian Abraham family to kick off the riding season. Here with us today is attorney Chad Kreblin, attorney Todd Korb, and lead motorcycle investigator Drew Webb. Hear about memorable motorcycle cases they've worked on, what they ride, and what they're looking forward to this riding season. Stay tuned for these great guests and to help us kick off the riding season right here on Tell Them You Mean Business. I'm so excited for our first guest today, who is one of my partners, Chad Kreblin. God, it seems like just yesterday, Chad, I was interviewing you after you were graduating from law school at the University of Denver, uh, but God, how time has flown by. So Chad, tell us about your role at the firm, how long you've been here, and, and what you do here. Thanks for having me, by the way. I've been at the firm now for 21 years. Um, I've been a partner at the firm for 15 of the 21, and uh, you know, I've been uh, just uh, so honored to uh, ch choose this profession and, and go into an area of the law where I can help people. I've represented thousands of injured uh, uh, individuals, um, probably a thousand injured bikers o over my career. And that kind of work not only uh, has been fulfilling to me on a personal level, but it also got me interested in riding motorcycles. So you are a rider. And when did you start becoming a rider and what got you excited about it? And what do you ride? Tell our listeners what you get on and ride. I uh, finally broke down and got my motorcycle license six or seven years ago. And right out of the chute, got the biggest bike I could find. I'm a big guy. Uh, I got a Harley uh, Ultra Limited uh, touring bike. And uh, just really enjoy getting out and riding. Uh, occasionally do big trips, but a lot of it's just uh, after work in the evening blowing off some steam. You know, as a firm, we've represented over 5,000 injured bikers, and a lot of us ride. I ride, and you and I have ridden together, and we've actually had the occasion to ride out to Sturgis uh, together, which was a huge undertaking. You and I haven't been lifelong highly, Harley riders, so it, it was an amazing trip, a lot of work, a lot of energy. Tell us about your favorite ride you've, you've ever done. Yeah, I mean, that was a great trip in that it was my first real big trip uh, on, a, on a Harley. And, uh, uh, you know, on the way back, we went straight through uh, and did the iron butt um, thing, uh, which was really a cool thing to do. Um, I, I don't think my, I think my legs were asleep for about a week afterwards, but uh, it was a, a really cool experience. Probably the, the best ride I've ever done um, is uh, last summer, uh, I did a ride down to the tail of the dragon and uh, down in Tennessee. Um, and, you know, Tale of the Dragon is, I would say, is a, a really fun ride in terms of the fact that you're challenging yourself and, you know, kind of figuring out for yourself, like, how, how accomplished of a rider really are you, uh, as opposed to, you know, enjoying the scenery. There isn't uh, enough time to enjoy the scenery. There's a curve, you know, every 50 or 100 feet. A lot of the curves are blind curves, and so there really isn't a lot of time to look around. Uh, but you're definitely challenging your riding abilities. And so for me, it was a super fulfilling ride in, in terms of the fact that I felt like if I could do that road and not end up in the ditch, there were some people in the ditch when we, when we went through, 
um, that I had, uh, you know, accomplished something as a rider and um, can can man- hold my own on my bike. Now, you and I both became riders after representing a lot of injured motorcyclists. And I know for me, you know, that's always been a challenge on my bike because you can't help but think about your clients that have had, you know, unfortunately really bad things happen because of others. Uh, and and it, it has impacted my riding enjoyment actually, because, you know, I just feel bad for what's happened. And I, and I feel sometimes that I have to be over cautious because I'm almost looking for somebody to do something uh, against the rules of the road because of what we see in our job. Does that happen to you at all when you're on your bike? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. I mean, there's definitely a balancing act there. Um, at this point in my career, I've pretty much seen every uh, motorcycle accident scenario you can see, and uh, but I really enjoy riding at the same time. And so I think probably I'm hyper-aware um, of these scenarios when I'm riding and I'm, I'm record- I've had people pull out in front of me when I was on a motorcycle. I've had to hit my brakes. Um, I'm probably a little bit more aware um, than the average rider because I've seen these accidents play out in real life. Um, I've somehow been able to compartmentalize that and uh, probably it gives me some comfort on some level that I am hyper aware and that I'm seeing things maybe a little quicker than um, somebody who hasn't seen as much as I've seen. Um, I still enjoy riding, but yeah, it's always a concern when I, uh, when I'm riding down the highway and I see a car approaching an intersection, are, are they going to stop? Um, uh, because I've certainly seen accidents where they haven't and, um, uh, motorcycle accidents to tend to not go so well for the rider. Yeah. I know for me, I'm always trying to anticipate almost to a fault, something bad happening because of what we've done and what we see here in our, in our professional life. Let's switch gears and talk about our professional life for just a second. You know, we, you and I both have worked on a lot of memorable motorcycle accident cases, and they're not memorable in a good way. They're obviously memorable in a really bad way because something tragic has happened. But can you talk to our listeners and, and just tell them about uh, any memorable motorcycle accident case you would have worked on uh, in your professional uh, capacity as one of the owners of Hupie and Abraham? Yeah, I had, you know, I had a case, one in particular that comes to mind uh, a couple of years ago where a gentleman was riding uh, a motorcycle on a rural uh, Wisconsin highway uh, and a truck pulled out in front of him and he was very badly injured. Um, I, I think uh, his treatment at the, at the point we had, where we settled, he had been treating for over a year and his treatment wasn't done yet. And, um, but we were able to recover a full value for him because we, we were able to anticipate what his future needs were gonna be. But um, he was in his 50s and he wasn't ready to be done working yet. And the, the settlement that I was able to get him was going to uh, provide for him and his family um, you know, going forward so we didn't have to worry about whether his injuries were gonna limit his ability to earn or not. And, um, you know, that's really what we, we want to do is we want to put people back on the track they were on before the accident happened. And um, sometimes that's hard to do. Um, sometimes there isn't enough insurance coverage. Sometimes uh, people don't recover. Um, sometimes people, there's fatalities involved and families are never whole again. But uh, that one was particularly memorable for me because uh, I could visually see um, that this guy was really kind of back on track, on the track that he was on before, and he wouldn't have to worry going forward about, uh, you know, his family. 
yeah, that, that's a good feeling. And it doesn't always happen that way that you get that good feeling at the end of, of these cases. Lastly, let's talk about something you're excited to do uh, this summer as a rider. Do you have any trips planned? Is there something you like to do every year on your bike that you're going to do? Uh, tell us one thing that you're looking forward to to do as a rider this summer. I always look forward to uh, every summer. I, I take multiple trips to northern Wisconsin in the uh, in the Upper Peninsula with my uncle Steve, um, who um, has been a rider for decades. He's on the Patriot Guard, uh, uh, and um, it, we really just enjoy getting out and riding. That's a highlight of my summer every year. Um, just getting out, we ride for you know eight to ten hours uh, and park the bikes and have a couple of beers and have some nice conversations and uh it's the weather's usually beautiful up there in the summer and uh, it's just something i look forward to every year well awesome well thanks for being a guest on the podcast today enjoy your riding this summer and be safe appreciate it thanks for having me Welcome back to the podcast, Todd Korb, one of my partners. Todd, we're here to talk about motorcycle riding, the riding season. Thank you for coming back. Tell us a little more detail about you at Hupe and Abraham, how long you've been here, and, and what you're working on. Well, I've been here about 15 years now and really enjoyed my time here. Uh, just uh, I, I'm handling a lot of the complex litigation that we have, and uh, this is really interesting cases, but... Uh, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, uh, I, I handle all kinds of, all the different kinds of personal injury cases that we handle. So but awesome. I, do, I do handle some of the, um, uh, police, uh, excessive force cases. Those are kind of, they're interesting cases. So I've been handling those as well. So. And you're a motorcycle rider, aren't you? I am. Tell us when you first became a motorcycle rider, how that transpired and what you're riding today. So it goes all the way back probably to high school is when I first started riding. And I rode all through college. That was really my primary means of transportation. Uh, so I uh, just had a Honda back then, and uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. And I uh, kind of really didn't do too much when I had young kids, but uh, uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I got back into it, bought a motorcycle, and uh, it was a BMW, but, but uh, uh, had a lot of fun with it. I actually joined the Wisconsin uh, BMW Motorcycle Club, and a great bunch of people. Uh, they have a rally every year in the, in the Dells. but. Uh, uh, yeah, so I just got really back into it. I've been riding all across the country. I've rode out west. I've rode out east uh, through the Appalachians and uh, Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, down to Arkansas. So I've been doing a lot of longer rides, but uh, had a lot of fun with it. Really enjoying it. And what caused you to get back into it 10 years ago? Was it just the fact that your kids were older, or was there something that just happened that you said to yourself, oh, God, my friends are riding, or i got to get back into this because it's so fun? Well, it just... Uh, I've just so many of my friends are riding motorcycles and then you know it just reminded me of uh, the fun I had when I was younger and uh, just uh, I knew it was kind of one of my loves and kind of like even right now I feel like I'm kind of reconnecting uh, both my kids have gone out, go off to college and even now I'm still kind of reconnecting with some of the things I used to do as a kid I, I'm skiing more I used to ski a lot and uh, so just motorcycling is just one of those things that just uh, want, it just drew me back you know? and then so. what drew you to a BMW motorcycle uh, you know, it's just, uh, 
Actually, I like the performance of it. Uh, they they uh, they have very powerful, almost like I have a sport touring bike, which is kind of like a sport bike, and that's kind of what I rode back in my days back in college. So uh, it was kind of I was kind of drawn to that kind of a sport bike type of uh, motorcycle. And can you tell us about how many miles you would log on your uh, BMW each summer? Is there a certain amount of miles you normally put on? Yeah, you know, last year I didn't quite put in as many as I normally do, but in past years I put maybe 8,000 or so. Yeah, so you're an extremely experienced rider and putting in a lot of miles, you know, 8,000 miles a year as a fellow rider. That's a ton of miles. I don't put anywhere near that kind of miles on my bike. Um, is there any certain uh, trips or anything that you have planned for yourself this summer that you're looking forward to? Um, I'm actually thinking about going back down to the Smoky Mountains and uh, doing that. The Blue Ridge Parkway is just such a beautiful ride. It's one of my favorite rides. So I'm, I'm actually uh, hoping to get back there with some of my friends uh, this summer. And, you know, for work, obviously, we uh, are a personal injury law firm and we've represented uh, over 5,000 injured bikers. Is there any bike case or that you can remember working on that sticks out in your mind or that you've thought about? Uh, you know, I guess the one thing that uh, just uh, it comes to mind right now, I just had a, a jury trial that I had where it was a, you know, a very complex case. Both sides hired experts. The defense attorney was one of the best, was most well-renowned uh, defense attorneys here in the Milwaukee area. And we had a trial up in Ozaki County and uh, he hired probably one of the best uh, known experts as far as accident reconstruction, uh, uh, Skogan Engineering. He actually hired Skogan. <laughs> so I was going up against a couple of the kind of heavyweight guys in the area. Uh, they denied the case, only offered about 5000 And after a jury trial, we got a recovery of about 450000 So Ooh, that awesome. A, that was a motorcycle case. But, yeah, that's um, uh, I remember just how happy the our client was afterwards and uh, how thankful he was. And it, those are the kind of things that really uh, – you know, we remember and, you know, makes when I, hopefully when I look back on my career, I just, you know, can remember those times when we, there are people who were really grateful and, you know, they really helped. And Yeah, and obviously you make a huge difference. Here an insurance company is offering next to nothing, and you have to take that uphill battle and then get a huge result, which is awesome. One of the things that impacts me as a rider, and I was talking to one of the other guests earlier about this, is because of all the injured motorcyclists that I've represented in my career, when I'm on my motorcycle, I can't help but think about some of those people and those accidents. And I think it it impacts my riding in a way that I'm always looking for somebody to do something unexpected that could cause an accident. And in some ways, it impacts my riding in a positive way, but also in another way, it impacts my my riding in a negative way because then rather than enjoying my surroundings and doing other things. I find myself focused on looking out for people doing uh, crazy things. Do, do you have that experience yourself as a rider or, or are you able to compartmentalize better than I am and just kind of push all that away? Yeah, I try and compartmentalize, I guess. I mean, it, it, to me, I, I think it actually makes me a better rider because I, you know, I've, I've, I've seen so many things happen to so many different people uh, that you know, I, I kind of, when I see something happening on the road, I, I kind of know, okay, I need to back off because I know something could happen yeah. here. Like even when I'm uh, out in the country in a rural area and I see a, uh, one of these tractors pulling um, a hay wagon, you know, I, I know I've had so many cases where people have been passing those and, uh, and then got in an accident where the, where the tractor makes a sudden turn. And I just know to back off. And <laughs> just I, I feel like it actually has made me a, maybe a safer rider. Um, but, yeah, I can understand it. It does uh, 
weigh on your mind a bit when you're a personal injury attorney handling these cases. You know the risk. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just such a, I guess, something that I've, I've just gotten such great enjoyment out of. I, I feel like I can, I can compartmentalize in that way at least a, a bit to help, help me and enjoy it. Awesome. Well, we want to wish you an amazing riding season this summer in 2022. Uh, we hope you have tons of fun on your ride and be safe. And I just want to say thank you very much for being our first second time <laughs> guest on the Tell Them You Mean Business podcast. So thanks, Todd. Well, thanks so much for having me. You have a great season, too. All thank right. you. <laughs> I am so excited for our last guest today, Drew Webb, our lead motorcycle investigator. Amazing guy doing great work for motorcyclists here at Hupy and Abraham. And you can't see him because this is uh, obviously an audio podcast, but Drew is dialed up today with our Watch for Motorcycles hat. He's got a behind the handlebars t-shirt on representing all the shows and things we promote here at Hupy and Abraham. So Drew, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me today. So Drew, how long have you worked uh, for Hupy and Abraham? And tell our listeners a little bit about what you do for bikers here. Sure. Well, I'm entering my 13th year here at Hubie and Abraham. Wow. Yeah. I remember when you were young. I know. You were never afraid of me, right, when I started? <laughs> I was never afraid of you. I knew you were awesome right from when my, I met you the first my time. My beard wasn't gray. <laughs> so, Every, all my hair is gray. I shaved it off, actually, right yeah, now. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I help bikers out with the property damage between the insurance companies and the clients to make sure they get a fair settlement and that it's always that they get that fair compensation for a total loss, make sure the repairs go right, talk to the shops that are repairing the motorcycles to make sure when the parts are in. So I kind of you know follow up where the client has the bike for repair. Now a total loss, um, the evaluations come back and we decide is this a fair offer? You know, were the accessories included? So personal property, uh, jackets, glasses, cell phones, because you do lose a lot more in your personal property if you go down in an accident. And with bikers, like you and I both are, you know, we like to, when we buy our bikes, we customize it, we put all these special things on it to make it our own. They're like today, like a piece of art. That makes your job a little challenging, doesn't it? To make sure that the individual clients get every dollar that they deserve for their damaged bike. I mean, that's their pride and joy, and they want to make sure they get it back and are compensated fairly. Yeah, it is, it is quite a challenge because the insurance companies are going to try to pay you as less as possible, trying to include depreciation on each item. So accessory policies are important when you look for the motorcycle insurance. So some will pay dollar for dollar, some will only pay a quarter on the dollar. So you have to be careful on that and you have to say, you know, you reevaluate this because, you know, he just bought this, these parts a month ago and the, the, the value you put on them is just not enough. So we need to negotiate this a little bit more. And you're a rider. A lot of us here at Hupy and Abraham are riders. I want to change gears a little bit and talk about that. When did you first become a rider? And how did you get excited uh, to be involved with motorcycles? Well, it, it is an interesting story. 
I used to tour with the Holy Ranger, who was the museum curator of Harley Davidson back in the Juno street days. So we went on tour out in Sturgis, and I'm, you know, free and happy young guy. I bring my bicycle on the on the tour bus, and uh, I get there, and I see all these really cool people with motorcycles, and Harley Davidson was making a resurgence back in 1993, and it took a long time to get the bike, and you might not get the color you wanted at that time. But anyways, I met the people, and they were ready to do some damage to this karaoke guy on stage. And that was in Hog Heaven Campground. And we, as soon as we pulled in, they just looked at us and started cheering. Uh, and I just got really excited. I met really cool people. Um, so that's where I got the whole idea. And then my first motorcycle was 97. And I was a sportster. And wow, was that a learning experience on a sportster because the center of gravity is, you know, top heavy. So I started actually about 1997 seriously, but started getting into it in 93 until I could afford a motorcycle. And once you started, were you hooked right away? Did you know this was something that was going to be a lifelong joy and love to be on motorcycles? Yeah, when my wife would call me in for dinner when the lights, street lights were coming on and I was still out in the garage just looking at it and polishing my uh, wide glide at that time. Uh, yeah, I, I was just totally into it. I would just would ride it every chance, cold weather. Of course, I'm a fair weather rider now, yeah. Jason. I, I, I hear you there. I'm definitely a fair weather rider. I know when I went to Sturgis for the first time and rode out there on my bike and you get there and there are hundreds of thousands of bikes and you're in the Black Hills and see all that scenery, it really was a life-changing event for me to just experience all that excitement around motorcycling. You just don't get a flavor for how big it is for people and, and what a culture it is to you go to an event like Sturgis and, and not only see the countryside. If you haven't been there, that area is one of the most beautiful areas in the country, and you would have no way of knowing unless you go out there and see those Black Hills and all the areas surrounding it and Mount Rushmore and Spearfish Canyon and just all these different things that are just so magical. And, and I know it changed me and made me excited about being a rider. Nowadays, how often are you riding and how many miles are you putting on in a, in a summer? Obviously, we have a shortened season here being in Wisconsin. So how often are you riding? Well, actually, during the pandemic, I was writing quite a bit just to get out because I had nobody to talk to. And I would, yeah. get, I would get out there and ride as much. Um, I, I, in the last few years, I've put like uh, two, and a, two and a half thousand miles, 2,500 miles on it. I've uh, been very busy uh, working on other projects, but um, I'm riding with a bunch of guys now that we're going to get back on and do a lot of miles this summer, you know? And do you have any fun trips planned for this summer uh, on your bike? Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to uh, Asheville, North Carolina to find this nice tattooer that, that helped me out last week. And it's it's, it's in the foothills of the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains. How yeah. can you ask for a Beautiful better ride area. right through the Smoky Mountains? I did that whole trip. I think I took too many days off here in 2018 <laughs> and I think 19 days and it's nobody amazing. called me. So I went through like 12 states, you know, uh, through, the, through the South, Alabama, found barbecue places, New Orleans. I went up the Mississippi River, and I was by myself. How fun. It was awesome. Tell us about any other outside interests you may have. I'm sure the listeners would want to know about some of the other things that get you excited, and, and I know there are a lot of things, but tell us about some of that. Sure. Well, my pastime is I do uh, window art old uh, windows from houses and I 
paint on the windows and seal them up and epoxy them and do double 3D uh, house windows. And that's been sort of my, my passion to do. I still have uh, a band called Dr. Snake Oil. And uh, we took time off during the pandemic because it was a hard period for, for the bands. And there's rumors that we are going to do a, a reunion here this summer or fall. Just a rumor, right? Yeah. Just a nasty little rumor. Right. And I can't forget my grandchildren. So they keep me occupied. And my little grandson, uh, his name is Remy. I call him Gator because he broke his mother's <laughs> nose and bit his dad. And, you know, it's real uh, a handful, those two kids. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Now, I want to hear just a little bit more in the, in the remaining uh, time we have left about Dr. Snake Oil. When did all that start? How did you get involved in a band? And just give us a little bit of that kind of detail. That's This is a good story. Um, we start, all your stories are good stories for Pete's sake. I can write a book. Um, well, we started in 2007. Okay. And we ended up playing the Milwaukee Rally down here on Water Street every year. And so this guy in a suit shows up, and his name was um, Mike Hubie. So he, we got him on stage and we started getting him involved in his, his biker uh, advocacy and uh, for bikers and getting his message out. So we'd invite him on stage with some friend of his named Dave Zine. And so that, that started up and Dr. Stinkoil started getting popular with the bikers, the dealerships. Uh, we did some touring and we opened up for some good, good artists. And um, we just, um, started taking off from there. So we did get a good following in the Midwest. And uh, we did two CDs. Uh, Blood Ripper was the first CD. And Carnival was more of an interesting genre because we did all sorts of stuff on, on that one. So we had two CDs. And we had some help from uh, some people working here. Uh, Eric Ellis did uh, artwork on the CD and uh, helped us out quite a bit. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. We hope this summer you have a great time riding and safe riding. And we can't thank you enough for all you've done here at Hupie and Abraham for all the injured bikers. You've made a huge difference. You've done great work. And thanks for being a guest on the show. Well, you're very welcome. And I can't wait to break in my 2020 Street Glide a little bit more this year. There so you go. Thank you, Jason. Enjoy. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Hupie and Abraham's Tell Them You Mean Business. Season two of Tell Them You Mean Business will air next month with new segments, exciting guests, and more surprises you don't want to miss. Be sure to subscribe today so you never miss an episode. If you want more information about the topics covered on this podcast, visit hupie.com or email info at hupie.com. And remember, if you're injured in an accident, Call Hupie and Abraham at 800-800-5678 to tell them you mean business.